Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 10, SEC Filings. This is Value Investor TV podcast, the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Beko, and this is Hari. Welcome to this episode. All right. Um, so this episode, we're going to talk about SEC filings. If you haven't listened to our previous episode, please do so because this is really tangible, tangential to uh, episode number nine, Going Public. So be sure to check that out before you come and listen to this one. SEC filings. All right. So before we do that, let's quickly recap what we talked about in the last episode. We talked about going public. We talked about what is IPO, becoming listed. We talked about the requirements of going public and why it's beneficial, pros and cons. We talked about those. And in this episode, this is a continuation, kind of a continuation of, of going pro, uh, of, uh, going public, not private, going public. And SEC is a, is a regulatory agency in the U.S. that, um, that governs uh, going public and, and many other aspects of the financial industry. But um, it, it is a key agency that regulates our uh, industry, the financial industry, and there are some key requirements, key filing requirements that companies have to file when they do go public. And uh, we're going to talk about those today. Um, all right, so let's start with uh, the, the key bread and butter filing a company filing to SEC, and that's annual report, also known as Form 10K. Yep. So tell us about that, Hari. Yeah. So the 10K is is the is kind of uh, you know it, it summarizes the one fiscal year's you know data, um, and the the big difference between it and its the quarterly reports or the 10Qs is that it is audited financial statements. So that means. It takes a little bit longer for the company to do, you know, what uh, do it, but they have a auditor review everything, make sure that well, you know the company is saying what they have, you know, done is, and then they validate it against their bank statements and and all that. And then it, it's, uh, you know, it's the I think the best introduction to a company that you're looking to invest in is the annual report because it tells you what the company does, uh, gives you an update from uh, and compares it to last year's or, you know, multiple years of history, um, tells you about the, you know, the board of directors, who's on the, you know, who's on the company it's, itself, what's their compensation. Um, so it's a great place to find a lot of information. It is free. Uh, you can find it on the SEC website, the company's website. Um, and, you know, for, for the most part, it is the starting point for, uh, uh, for what you invest, you know, how, how to invest and how to learn about a company. Yeah. And in, in that, um, piece right there. You talked about quarterly reports. Yep. Form 10Q, 10Q, and so that's a that's a that's a filing that happens every quarter. Correct. And uh, it's non-audited. Right. And so what what happens is a company is required um, you know, to meet certain requirements to be listed at the Nasdaq and the NYSE. They have to file quarterly statements, and if they do not file it uh, in a timely manner. <clears throat> they may actually get delisted. So then their shares go into this nebulous, uh, you know, gray market um, or OTC market if they don't. So there's an incentive for them to hit these 45-day targets after the quarter ends to uh, file their statements. But the the big thing is, is that only the company's uh, 
accountants look at the the financials. It's not audited by the company unless it's the fourth quarter, which is when the annual uh, one is done. Um, and you know, typically there's less content there. I mean, they still tell you a little bit about the company, uh, and um, you know, for the most part, they'll still have a lot of the same sections that the 10K will have. Um, but you know, there isn't as much depth, uh, and you know, and and so it's really more of just updating the investor about what has happened you know since the annual report uh you know and and since the last you know set of quarters yeah and so these two, these two uh, reports 10k and 10q are so important and i just want to contextualize this as investors these two forms like harry talked about early on they're available for anyone and everybody yep. if they want to look at this company let's say apple or microsoft if you go to ir.microsoft.com or investor relationship dot you know whatever the ip address or the url address is just type in investor relations company name and then you'll find the link when yep. you go there you're going to see scc filings there's a probably a tab called scc filings and if you click that you'll see a whole bunch of listings that the company reported to scc and 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 and, and those um and some of those are 10ks and 10qs yep and so you would you would be able to access these things. The uh, other place you can go is the uh, SEC's own website, sec.gov or .gov. And um, if you know the company's ticker or if you know the company's name, um, you can search there and it'll show all of their filings, um, including this next one that we're about to talk about. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. 8K, Form 8K. Please tell us about that. Yeah. So that is the is kind of in between the 10Q and the 10Ks, you know, companies may announce press releases. Some of them are, we're doing a charity thing or we're, uh, you know, we've had a material agreement with a uh, thing. Sometimes they pre uh, warn investors, hey, you know, we missed some sales targets that we were going to do. Um, and, you know, they're not required necessarily to do that, but they often do that as a, um, you know, to stay on the good side of, you know, you know, being forthcoming about all of the, you know, things that are happening. Um, you know, they sometimes they announce the leaving of key executives. Uh, so it can vary from, you know, the simple to, you know, fairly, you know, important uh, kind of, you know, uh, company information. Uh, and so that that's also like like the 10K and the 10Q is on the SEC's website, the company's uh, website, and you can find it um uh, and is you know in a fairly standard format. Yeah, and then the last thing we wanted to cover is uh, proxy statements. Mm -hmm. You can tell us about that. So the proxy statement is actually um, is how you vote as a shareholder. So shareholders get the you know have the right to elect officers in the uh, you know depending on the share structure. But for most publicly traded companies, uh, and if you if you want to be listed in you know one of the big indexes. Um, now the requirement is that y the shareholders have to have voting rights. Um, so essentially the voting rights allow you to elect the company um, uh, board who are your representatives, you know, in the board meetings and stuff. Um, and so what that does is it um, it can also tell you about their salaries, what their, you know, biographies uh, of these people, what are their roles in the company. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, <clears throat> it's the... It's it's you know kind of your like voter card you yeah. know it tells you what you what why we should vote for this. <laughs> the funny thing is also it you know the SEC has a law that says if uh, anybody with shares uh, 
and there's some minimum that they have to own, can actually put things on the proxy statement, um, and then they have to be voted on by the entire company. Um, and, you know, so some of those things are, you know, activist investors or something yeah. like that want to have, you know, I want the company to have 10% green energy for their whole, you know, business. And so they put that and then they're, you know, there's a requirement and those are binding votes, um, in, in many cases. So, mm -hmm. yeah, one of my, you know, my first encounter of proxy statement was when I was reading through N10K for a company named Voya. Mm -hmm. It was one of the first companies that I was looking into was uh, in Voya 10K, they would actually shift all of their compensation information to a proxy. Right. Uh, so that was my first encounter. So you'll see you know, these are four examples, 10K, Form 10K, 10Q, 8K, and proxy statements. There are many others that companies have to file to SECs, but as investors, these four, four documents are the most relevant yep. when you're deciding to invest in a company or not. But like I said in the beginning, 10K is the, you know, like Hari said, good introduction to the company. It has a lot of details. It's audited. So it's, it's bread and butter of investing. Um, so why don't, we, why, don't we, why don't we go through the breakdown of 10K? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <clears throat> so there are four parts to 10K, um, part one to all the way to four. Let's start with part one. Um, Tell us about uh, the items that are inside part one. <laughs> yeah, so the so part one is uh, kind of a, like it is a very important section because the first item when you you see the thing after you scroll down, you know, the first page of the ten k is like you know it's a boilerplate statement with company's name and some SEC legalese. Yeah, um, and then right after that is section one. Item one is um, the business. So in that section, they actually tell you and give you a breakdown of what does the business do. Yeah. And I, mm. why I love this statement or this section is that it really kind of breaks down the company into segments. It kind of illustrates how does the CEO or the, you know, the board, if they were presenting to people to invest, how do they describe themselves, right? And so what you will find is, you know, there are a lot of, you know, companies that have, you know, this is kind of where you can gauge their tone. You can actually see how well do they actually understand their own business, um, you know, and, and then it gives you an idea of what does the business really, you know, uh, uh, you know, have under the hood and what, you know, and, and so this is kind of the best place where, you know, the art meets the science of investing. This is part of the art form of understanding what a company does, how do they operate in the marketplace, um, and th this is a lot of the stuff that we talked about in episodes, early, you know, yeah. you know one through seven, um, you know, really fall into this business section. You know, as value investors, we have to really think about the fundamentals of the company and understanding the fundamentals start with understanding the business. And yeah. if you can't really understand the business, that's okay. You know, there are a lot of businesses that I don't understand, but, um, and that means that I stay away from them. I don't invest under any circumstances. So mm -hmm. here is where you have to look at it and say, yeah, I can understand it or no, I can't. And that's okay. And you just say, I'll move on to the next one. Right. Actually, before we move on to the next item, I want to suggest to all of our listeners that if you're following through, if you're following us through this, why don't you go ahead and open up, uh, you know, you can go ahead and open up ir.microsoft or whatever and find a 10K and go through this with us. Yeah. So if you crack open 10K 
on PDF, you'll see part one, two, three, four, and then you'll see these subsections, item one, two, three, four, broken down. And so right. as we're talking about talking through these items, go ahead and go ahead and follow follow uh, follow with us with an actual 10K. That'll probably help you all, help you guys out a lot. So let's move on to the next uh, item. Yeah. So the next section is one um, A is called risk factors. Um, and so the risk factors are kind of uh, interesting because they are there's a lot of legal boilerplate here. Um, essentially, the company says, you know, there are risks with, you know, my business. Yeah. You know, we may run out of customers. We may, you know, competitors, competitors may take our thing. You know, we, we political, you know, they say a lot of things in here. But yeah. I think the thing that you want to really see here is not the boilerplate stuff is there are sometimes where they they have to poke holes in their own business right and and sometimes those things are give you an insight into what the company is worried about uh is it competition is it regulatory is it um you know financial you know there are lots of different areas that they are looking through um and what changes over time you know between annual reports is also interesting to try and keep uh, track of because when you start looking at those risk factors and see how they've changed from year to year you can see that the company has shifted in what they've you know looked at uh and and what they're concerned about so i, I mean some of them are you know silly and some of them are you know you know are are legitimate and so i don't you know i i scan them and then i i, I try and pick and choose which ones i'm reading if the you know and they'll they'll kind of highlight you know, what the risk is, and then they'll kind of give you a detailed summary below it. So I kind of skim the titles of the, the risks and then dig into the ones that I, I, I want to look at. Um, and, you know, this is a good way of kind of, you know, thinking about the business and learning, uh, you know, what are the competitive advantages and disadvantages. And a lot of times they will talk about their competitive advantages in the business section. And in the risk factor section, they will talk about the uh, areas where those competitive advantages could fail might erode yeah and then um two and three properties and legal proceedings you want to quickly touch on this yeah so i you know the the legal proceedings here um is I, you know i i'll be honest with you i don't i don't even i'm trying i'm <laughs> blanking on what the properties section is it, it may be something i i i, I um they, they have they have like table of uh like we own this property. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they they actually talk about um, you know what are the you know different uh, areas of the business and their segments, uh, and you know that kind of stuff. And frankly, in my mind, this is all part of the business you know segment, even in, including the risk risk factors. Uh, and then item three is what their legal proceedings are. If there are any outstanding. Uh, lawsuits, um, you'll be surprised that almost every single company has some sort of lawsuit. Um, and some of them are immaterial to the business. And uh, and then they'll update on, you know, how did the lawsuit, you know, if, if something was filed last year, did, you know, did they settle out of court? How much did it cost them? You know, that kind of stuff will yeah. all be filled in here. Uh, and then my favorite item four is mine safety disclosures. <laughs> because, you know, shoe companies and, you know, Software uh, companies have to worry about, you know, their, you know, mining, mining, mining safety. <laughs> so this is a, you know, something that has existed for, I think, forever. And then, you know, they'll they'll basically say mine safety disclosure, none. none. And yeah. so I, I don't even know. Uh, honestly, it's kind of silly that they put it in there. Yeah. But uh, it, it is required uh, as part of that. 
Okay, so that's part one. Largely describing the business um, as a whole and talks about the risk factors involved, but the main take main takeaway is re- you know, understanding the business for uh, for part part one. Yeah. So let's move on to part two. What is in part two? Um, can you take us through that? Yeah. So it, part two, and you know, so the first section in there is this is all you know related to financial information around the company. Segment uh, or sec- section five, item five is the um, part two. Se- item five, I should say, is actually where they talk about stockholder uh, issues. So you know, they they talk about you know what was the relative performance you know relative to a, a benchmark index like the Dow Jones or the S and P five hundred. Um, you know, it it can includes the number of you know registered owners. What are their dividends? Um, have they made any repurchases of stock? Um, so this is, you know, it's a section that you can actually glean from other areas in the report. Um, I don't really care about the relative performance of the company. I, you know, I, I'm looking at it from a valuation standpoint. Um, so, you know, this is one of those sections that, you know, I'll skim it, but I'm not really paying attention a lot to it. Yeah. Uh, largely because the information that you'll, you need is talked about um, in the areas in later sections in part two, which are the financial data. So So that's item number six. Yeah. So selected financial data is the company is required to present um, financials in what's called gap. Uh, So generally accepted accounting principles. And so they, they are um, required to present this information in a fairly standard, you know, uh, format. But in addition to that, the company may have, you know, modifications related to their business. And so they, they present their information slightly differently so that an investor or an owner of the business would uh, look at it that way. A great example of this is like uh, real estate investment trusts. Um, If you look at it from standard gap accounting, um, you know, the way that they appear and the way that they review their business is different because, you know, real estate investment trusts are not required to pay income taxes. They pay out 90 percent of their um, income in as uh, dividends. Uh, and so the their shareholders have to pay the, you know, the um, tax, on the it. tax on it. Okay. So in these sections, what you're really looking at is how does the company review their financials and how do they present those financials and how do I you know look at that? Um, and this is a really important part of this. So item six, uh, you know, they'll present um you know, selected financial information, it may be, you know, concatenated, uh, you know, statements, you know, where they combine, you know, the cash flow and uh, or income statement and balance sheet. Um, and then item seven, which is, I, I think, the you know, probably one of the most important thing yeah. uh, sections is this is the one that I would pay attention to um, is uh, they actually discuss the financial statements in detail. So they'll say revenue. And they'll talk about how they define revenue and what is, uh, how did it change from year to year? Uh, And in this section, they'll also say, you know, why did it change? So they'll say our sales grew by 15%. We uh, attribute that to new store openings and and this was offset by some store closings uh, and expenses, uh, you know. And and so they go through and they kind of give you a, a you know, a story behind the numbers. Right. I think this is the most important thing that you'll from this episode that I if you only take away one thing is the numbers tell you one story. 
the story behind the numbers is the is the real story that you need to learn right companies are going to have ups and downs they're not going to be you know perfectly fly up and to the right every single you know year and knowing why the numbers are changing is is more important than knowing the numbers themselves right and in 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 many cases yeah so i think this is a very important uh you know uh section to talk about um and you know it, it it kind of uh blends into the you know other things where you know in the next section where they talk about um the disclosures about the the risks uh you know of the the market and which is 7a and then item 8 which is the financial statements in detail so this is you know in in 6 they've selected financial information so that you can review it um then they set they they repeat this data again in section in item 8 um, but it's in you know a standard format, and they're not uh, leaving out any you know sections. Yeah, so well, also in this in this ex- section, they review previous years as well. Right, twenty yeah, sixteen, seventeen, seventeen, yeah. eighteen. And they'll talk about um, they'll add supplementary information there, so there may be additional tables than standard gap accounting. Uh, so there's a lot of things to digest in this section. In my mind, they're all really one section right uh parts you know items six seven and eight are all really one you know thing together to be reviewed together yeah uh and 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 understanding those things is really important yeah so that was part two uh understanding financial information and what kind of story these numbers tell tell you and what type of what kind of stories that uh the executives tell you about the about the numbers yep let's move on to number uh, part three, uh, part three. Yep. Item ten and eleven. I'll touch on those really quick. Yeah, and so Becco mentioned this before, but um, this is the section where they talk about directors, the company, what is their background, their biography, and how do they get paid? Uh, how they get paid is item eleven. Sometimes they actually will put this in the proxy statement. Yeah. Sometimes they'll copy it into the proxy statement. Sometimes it'll be only in the proxy statement, and they'll just refer you to it. Um, so here. You know, we we really went into detail about board and you know the company directors, so uh, you know, uh, you know if you're interested in how that you know they work and and how the dynamics of the board and the CEO and the executive team, I'd go back and listen to that prior talk. But here's kind of how they explain it in their own words and uh, and you know give you the ages of the people, what are their do- you know backgrounds and descriptions of their their job. Uh, um, so th- this is kind of the section where I think, um, you know, it, it's important to, to pay attention to uh, just so that you can see, are they aligned correctly with your own interests and, uh, and uh, you know, what are their biases? Yeah. So that's part three, largely talking about the compensation package as well as the executives and directors breakdown Yep. and the qualifications. And part four, you know, it's largely exhibits. So I don't think we need to go into details on part four, if you want to mention anything about that. Yeah, so part four is kind of a catch-all where they say stuff that didn't fit into the standard 10K, they throw in there. And so sometimes, uh, you know, they may break down, you know, we have uh, geographic segments for our business. We break down the geographic segments, you know, financially, you know, what is our revenue breakdown in, you know, the U.S. versus Europe, U.S. versus Europe and you know, Africa and, you know, so they, so they, they kind of regionalize their, their data. Sometimes you see that in the selected financial statements in part two. Sometimes you just see, you know, they break it down here. So 
it, this is a good area to pay attention to just so that you can see what other information they're providing. Yeah. Great. So that's the breakdown of 10K. Um, let's go back and review really quick. So SEC filings, very important to look at as investors. It's mandatory filings that companies have to report if you want to stay public. It's regulated by SEC, the Agency of United States Government. And 10K we reviewed, we broke down the 10K into four parts. Um, that's how they are submitted. Part one, largely talking about the business. Part two, yep. talking about the financial information. Part three, talking about who runs the company and their compensation. And part four, kind of catch all for anything that is left out in part one through three. So that is it for uh, for us in episode 10. Very important 10K. That's that's how I start. When I, when I find a company that, that interests me, I look at 10Ks. Yep. And uh, that's where I would start. And it's very resourceful. And, you know, not, not a lot of people really look at them. Yeah. You know, that's another thing. Yeah, I, I think you'd, you'd be surprised how few people actually read these things. Yeah, it is actually. I mean, when you get used to it, it yeah. gets interesting. But yeah. when you first start, it could be really heavy. Yeah. So uh, just be mindful of that when you're first starting. It will right. get easier. It will get easier. So, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us on this episode, episode 10. And if you like this episode, please do subscribe. And if you're on YouTube, click that bell for a notification and leave us a comment. We would be lo- we would love to correspond with you uh, in the in the comment section. And uh, thank you all. See you on the next episode. Thanks.